confront parts of yourself that you've been afraid of. But once you finally look at those parts of yourself straight in the eye and deal with them, then you can tackle them, you know, and they have less power over you. Hello and welcome to the Power Within Us podcast. I'm your host, Megan Bull. This podcast is all about connecting to the true power within us to own who we are, pursue our biggest dreams, and ultimately create a life of true freedom, authenticity, and alignment. I'm so happy you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, my friends. Thank you for tuning into this episode. I have been gone for about two months, and I'm back. I, if you didn't listen to my last episode, I was a fishing guide in Alaska for the summer and had such a blast and I wanted to use this episode to kind of update you a little bit on the, how the summer went while also sharing with you the biggest lesson that I learned this summer um, and kind of how you can apply that to your life to unlock the best version of yourself, which is what I guess everything on this podcast is about, um, is just unlocking the best, absolute best version of ourself by coming home to ourselves, challenging ourselves, understanding ourselves, overcoming our limiting beliefs, or making friends with our limiting beliefs, etc., etc. Anyway... So, let me start by introducing you to the theme of this episode, which you probably know because you read the title already, but the theme of this episode is all about starting before you're ready, taking messy action, and I'm really excited to talk about this. Like, I can't even begin to describe how powerful this concept is in just creating or becoming the person of your dreams, um, unlocking that best version of yourself. And like this will, it's just such a revolutionary idea and thing to know that has changed my own life in so many ways and continues to do so all of the time. Um, This idea of, I'm gonna talk all about this idea of starting before you're ready um, and why ready is something that we may never experience, especially with these big goals that we have for ourselves. Like we spend so much time waiting to feel ready, but ready is a lie. There's no such thing as ready. And often when we have these big goals and we wanna create massive change in our lives and do something different, we need to start doing or taking action towards our goals before we feel ready for it, while we feel scared, while we feel unprepared, while we feel insecure. And starting before we're ready is what will bring us to the point where we finally feel ready because we took action when we were scared. And really, this is all about, this is starting before we're ready is all about building confidence, trusting ourselves, going after our big dreams, and letting go of that idea that we will feel ready, or that somebody will come to save us, or that there will be some day when magically we wake up and we feel motivated every single day to go after our goals. No, 
that's not gonna happen <laughs> and um it's just inevitable so first let me update you kind of on the summer and just how i learned this lesson of starting before already in my own life as a fishing guide this summer and then i'm gonna chat a little bit more about starting before you're ready we'll give you a little bit of a challenge and have an exciting update for anyone who's listening so this summer so maybe I'll give a brief overview or rehash on how I got this job um, and you can go back and listen to my podcast episode before all about how I manifested this um, position in Alaska, why it's so amazing, how it kind of came out of the blue, all that good stuff, but I'll give a little bit of a rehash right now. So basically I've been working up in Alaska as a fish cutter at a fishing lodge since 2018 and have been working up there since 2017 originally moved up there for the summer to work for my sister who is owns an art gallery and then connected with a friend who worked at a fishing lodge and by friend I mean summer romance guy who is working at this fishing lodge that um I I want he was a fish cutter and I also wanted to go back and do it that summer not because of him necessarily um, just because I wanted to try something new and I was in Alaska and I wanted, yeah, I just wanted to challenge myself and I'd never really, I didn't grow up fishing or around fishing or anything. And I found, I just loved being in Alaska and around the fishing culture and I wanted to do something in it. So I got a job as a fish cutter for the next summer and I did that for four years and I just loved it. This, it was like really one of the first times in my life when I really felt, I mean, maybe not really, but kind of like. I, you know, was out living, I was, like, creating my own life for the first time in my life. I, I just felt so at home and so myself and in my element up here in Alaska. Um, so basically, like, I worked at a fishing lodge where people would come and we, for three days at a time, and we would take them out on the ocean on our boats fishing for three days at a time. I didn't do that at the time. I was not a guide. Our guides would take them out. And they'd fish for salmon, halibut, lingcod, all of that good stuff. And then they'd come back and then me and uh, two or three other fish cutters, depending on how many people we had of that summer, would dock the boats, unload all of the fish that they caught that day, chat with guests, and then we would cut all their fish, sometimes up to like four or five hundred fish a day. And... Um, we'd cut all of their fish and vacuum pack it and freeze it and then box it up for them to take home at the end of their trip. <clears throat> and so I did that for four years and I absolutely loved it. Like I loved the challenge of it. I loved learning a new thing and I loved just working with my hands every day and um, talking to people. Like I just feel so purposeful when I'm in Alaska because I know every day that my mission is just to wake up and to dock boats and cut fish all day. Like, that's all I have to do for the whole summer. And we worked, you know, a lot of 10-hour, 12-hour days, and sometimes we wouldn't get a day off for a little while, and just a lot of hard work. And, um, you know, I'd go to bed sometimes with, like, blood on my, fish blood on my arms. And some people were like, that's so gross. But, you know, when you're just so exhausted, you, like, don't even care. And honestly, like, Sometimes that's, like, the happiest I feel when I'm, like, so tired just from a good day of work, um, doing something that's fun and exciting. And, um, like, there are definitely really some really hard days when I'd want to quit or 
I just, you know, it pushed me out of my comfort zone in so many ways, um, especially in the first couple of years. I had some pretty severe social anxiety. Not, like, really severe social anxiety, but, like, kind of, actually. I mean, just, like, anxiety. And, you know, it still comes up for me sometimes. And so, and I'd have to go down and talk to people all the time, you know. And I loved people. I loved talking to people. But it was, um, I was also the doc boss. So it was, like, my job to talk to people and to, you know. And there was lots of, like, some other drama and stuff going on. And, yeah. So there had its own challenges. Um, so about year two into being a fish cutter. I decided I wanted to guide, so I got my guiding license, um, which I'm pretty sure I went into detail into that into my last episode, but it took me a little while to get my guiding license. Um, I needed to take an eight-day, eight-hour eight-hour-a-day class to pass the test necessary for this. I needed to get 300 hours of logged sea time and fill out some other paperwork, so that took me a while. Um, so I wanted to be a guide, and so for a, throughout a couple of summers, I... My um, boss at this lodge would tra would train me just a little bit. I'd go out maybe four times a summer to train. Like, there was just not enough time for him to train me. And so I'd go out, you know, and I'd learn how to drive the boat, how to do some guiding things. But I, I really didn't, I didn't really have that much experience or training as a guide. And I had thought that I was going to come up this summer and guide... Um, but I didn't have enough training and, um, and my boss, yeah, and I would have had to come up and fish cut again and do more training and I just wasn't sure if I wanted to come back up and fish cut again and so I decided not to come back up at all this summer and, um, just gave up on guiding and was like, well, maybe I'll do something else because I wasn't sure how much I would actually like it. And, um, so June rolls around this year when I wasn't going to go back to Alaska <clears throat> and I reach out to my boss to know, if, to ask him if he knows anyone who's hiring, not for a guide, just for anything. I just wanted to come to Alaska. And he connected me to another lodge on the island that I worked at that was looking for a guide. And so, uh, they called me and they, <clears throat> I was hesitant at first because I didn't think that I was ready to guide and, um, I just thought at one point that it would be too stressful because you're out there, you know, 10 hours per day with these, with fishing guests and it could just be exhausting and it's hard work. And so they called me and, you know, it was really good money, really good opportunity. Um, but I turned them down actually at first because I was like, well, I'm also working on this, you know, coaching and doing all these other things. And so I'm just not going to do it. And they came back at me again and we're like hey like we understand like and I oh, oh and I also I think my biggest hang-up was also that I didn't feel like I had enough training um I didn't think I was ready for it and they came back and were like we we you know we respect whatever decision you make but we're willing to train you as much as you need um we'll even offer you a signing bonus and like we really we really want you here and we like believe in you and all this stuff and I'd never met them before but they were like adamant on me coming out <clears throat> so finally I agreed um, because it seemed like the universe was just pushing me in that direction. And it was a great opportunity to finally get the training that I needed and to just take a leap of faith on myself and um, and to just go do something 
um, exciting and achieve this dream that I had been dreaming for a couple of years that I gave up on um, for various reasons. And so anyway, so two weeks later, I'm out. I'm on a plane to Alaska and um, I I jump right into training and, you know, they take me out for about a week um, um, where I like drove and, you know, I got to drive in some really nasty weather and they showed me all around um, different spots to fish all around where we were fishing. This was a little bit of a different area than I'd fished before and, um, you know, showed me how to you know, tie a bunch of knots that I kind of didn't really remember how to do and just showed me all this stuff about guiding. And after a week of training, they were like, okay, like, we think you're ready. And I was like, oh, okay. Like in my head, I needed, I felt like I needed a lot more training. And they were like, you know, we've driven in really rough weather and like really well. And we trust your, you know, your navigation skills and your, your ability to drive a boat safely and all that stuff. And I felt pretty comfortable driving a boat. Um, but there's so much that goes into guiding. Like you are driving a boat and have to be, you know, get your guests where you're going safely. And you have to take into account the weather, the wind, how the weather's going to change. Um, and like obstacles in your way. You have to think about entertaining your guests and chatting with them, finding a place to fish and that where the fish might be. And then they, if they're not there, you have to experiment with different things or decide to move if the fish aren't there or if they're there and they're not biting, you have to figure out what to do then. Like there's so much. And then, you know, you're the only person on your boat who's like driving the boat while also helping your guests with fishing and teaching them how to fish and all like, there's so many things that go into it. It's crazy. And, um, so I was like, okay, like, I guess they were like, do you think you're ready? And I was like, yeah, yep, I'm ready. And inside I was like freaking out. (laughs) Like I felt confident at the time in my ability to drive the boat safely. Um, like I, And then, you know, there are other guides out there from the lodge. And so I knew that I could follow them around a little bit and that I had enough knowledge to, um, about fishing from just fishing with my other lodge all the time. Like I'd been out with my other lodge fishing, not training to be a guide, but just fishing a lot. And so I knew, I did know a lot about fishing, about the fish, about all this stuff, but, um, there was still so much more to know and so much more to learn, but I figured that the best time to start was now. And so I agreed and I was like, yep, I guess I'm ready. And so I think like maybe I had a couple, a day or two off. And so it was my first day, you know, guiding and I was so nervous and, you know, people, there was, I had four guests that first day and they came to my boat and I didn't tell them that it was my first day. I just told them, you know, that I'd been working in Alaska for about four or five years, five years, um, and they were like, okay, great. That's great. And so I took them out fishing and that first day was kind of a shit show. Like lines were getting, fishing lines were getting tangled because it's my, it's my job to control the boat when they're like, there are four fishing lines in the water at a time. And sometimes the wind is pushing my boat one way or another. And if it spins too much, like the lines, like we were fishing for halibut 300 feet down and the fishing lines will get all tangled. And so our fishing lines were getting tangled. We had a fishing line get stuck in the motor. And so I could only use one motor um, on a two motor boat, a twin motor boat. Um, and we had to travel like 10 miles on one motor, which is quite a big handicap for 
that one boat and it was a little bit rough weather out out there and so I wasn't scared but <laughs> with that one motor I was a little bit like okay this is like a new challenge and I just felt so out of my element and was tested so much that day because I think really you can train as much as you you I could have had so much more training as a guide and still felt just as unprepared because you almost can't really train to guide on your own without guiding on your own because if you're on a boat with someone else who's teaching you like they will always be there to answer questions or to help you with something if something goes wrong but now it was just me on the boat like I'm controlling the boat I'm entertaining people I'm figuring out where to fish and all this stuff and things are going wrong and I don't know why they're going wrong but I had no one to ask you know I could have asked over the intercom but lots of things I also had to keep my composure in front of these guests, you know, without admitting, like, hey, like, this is my first day. And granted, like, I probably could have said that, but I just, I didn't want to use it as a cop-out either. I was just like, no, I've been doing this for a while. And so, you know, it's a shit show. The guests know it's kind of a shit show. And the only thing I could do was just to remain calm. And I would give myself pep talks throughout the day, like, remind myself, like, Megan, you are so brave for coming out here. Um, you've got this. And so throughout the next couple of weeks, I I think after like four or five days, I was crying to my sister and I was like, I wanted to quit so bad because I was like, this is so hard. But the only thing I could do was just keep persevering and show up every single day. And so like I would fail at something someday or something would go wrong. And the, you know, that night I would talk to the other guides and ask them like, questions about why that might have gone wrong and so I'd learn something and I'd apply it the next day and then I'd learn something and then apply it the next day and I'd fail at another thing and learn something and um do it the next day and so I just kept getting better and better and throughout at the end of the summer I certainly was not the best fishing guide but I was able to get through you know many days with a lot of victories like I ended up catching you know we'd catch a lot of fish or we'd actually fish the best for the day um and I made some so many great connections with my fishing guests and I kind of learned throughout the summer that even though people are there to catch fish a lot of people are not as concerned about catching fish as they are just having a good time so even if like things are going wrong and we're not catching fish and maybe it's my fault um, as long as I'm positive and you know welcoming and allow people just to have a good time then people are having a good time. And so I met a lot of really amazing people and um, just had so many great guests and really learned a lot about myself. And <clears throat> I developed so much confidence in my ability to just learn as I go. And I would have never became the fishing guide that I became without starting as a total shit show. Like there was almost, even if I had more training, there was no real way around like, having a little bit of a shit show in the beginning and I developed so much confidence in my abilities and just achieved my goal of becoming a fishing guide and really I learned that like your character and your mindset is really grown in these tough moments where you're really challenging yourself and like in some of the hardest moments when I felt a little bit humiliated and scared and just frustrated that everything was going wrong, like I wanted to crawl out of my skin, I had two choices. I could either 
you know, give into the negativity and find a way to quit and give up. Um, or I could take this as a challenge to learn something from this experience and apply what I learned the next time and to get better and better. Like the only thing that I could do was just remind myself, like I'm learning and like, it's okay to fail while you're learning. As long as I don't give up, as long as I keep learning, as long as I keep a positive attitude, like that's all that matters. And then at the end of the day, I can look back and be proud of myself for the way that I handled myself when it was difficult. Because the difficult is inevitable when we're going after our big goals or putting ourselves in situations that we don't feel ready for in order to get to that next version of ourselves. So the person, you know, that started that summer and the person that ended the summer weren't the same person. You know, every experience changes us, but I really felt so much more confident just in myself and in my abilities because I'd pushed myself through such a hard period of growth so fast but I adapted quickly and I really believed in my ability to learn quickly, to be quick on my toes. And I just trusted myself so much more. And so really the moral of this whole story is just like, you have to start before you're ready and do things that are uncomfortable or that you're a little bit afraid of. And that is what is going to get you to your goal or get you to that next version of yourself. And there is no feeling like ha- pushing yourself out, out of your comfort zone or facing one of your fears and coming out on the other end of it and being proud of yourself for doing so. And I think a lot of times it's easy for us to just avoid un- the uncomfortable or avoid situations that scare us. Um, because we may not think it's necessary or we may be afraid of that version of ourselves. But, you know, when we do things we're afraid of, oftentimes we are facing those inner demons of ours, those inner negative voices. And like for me, a lot of the situations I'm afraid of, I'm more afraid of myself and um my own self-talk and the my own insecurities that are going to come up than anything else. I'm afraid of facing those because I don't want to feel them. I want to feel comfortable and stay in my comfort zone. But my comfort zone isn't really that comfortable because I'll always be thinking about those dreams that I didn't go after because I was afraid. And, you know, really on the other side of our fear is freedom. Like, it sounds so cliche, but it's so true. Like, we just facing your fear, it will often, you know, you'll confront parts of yourself that you've been afraid of. But once you finally look at those parts of yourself straight in the eye and deal with them, then you can tackle them, you know, and they have less power over you. And so I really want to challenge you to think about what you want in life or what goal you're going after now and where you're making excuses for yourself or where you keep telling yourself you need you're not ready for like what do you do you keep telling yourself like you need more certification or you need more confidence or you need something else before you start doing this but really think about how can you start right now like what step are you afraid to take and you know you need to take and you're just procrastinating because you're afraid because you're afraid you're not ready, you're afraid you need more credentials, you're afraid you need more time, blah, blah, blah. 
Like, you don't, you probably don't need more time or credentials. You know, if you're going to become a doctor, then you probably need, you know, you need the right credentials. But there are certain things maybe where you can just start before you're ready. And then I want you to challenge yourself to take that next step before you're ready. And one thing that can kind of help with this starting before you're ready also is connecting to your why. Why are you going after this goal? Why are you starting, you know, or going straight? Okay, I'm not phrasing this right. Why are you facing your fear? Why are you taking this next step that you're afraid of? Like for me, I, my why to becoming a fishing guide and to starting before I was ready um, was really to, a lot of it was just to show myself that I can do hard things, that I can, that even though I don't feel ready, like, I will never feel ready. And so it was to show myself that I can do this, that I can be a fishing guide, that I can figure this out, you know. There was also people in life or in, you know, while on my way to guiding People were very supportive and always believed in me, but they would always tell me, like, it's really hard. Like, it's really hard, you know, and I kind of used that as fuel. I was like, yeah, it's hard and I can do it. And so I almost used that as fuel just to advance forward. Um, And so and even though I was scared shitless when I started, (laughs) my why was like seeing myself on the other side of that of the summer, um, and I just knew that I'd be so proud of myself and that I would be a fishing guide. Like, this this experience for me would be something that may just be a huge experience for me in life, and I'm always about facing my fears and doing things that scare me, and so this was just another reason to do that. And so my why is becoming that confident version of myself on the other side of this fear, and... I think the paradoxical thing is, like, I envision myself, like, as this confident person on the other side, but in order to get to that confidence, we, like, need to allow ourselves to feel the weakness of our fear and of starting. And it's, that's not weakness, but it's, like, we sometimes feel weak or we, when we're scared or when we are being confronted with the things we're afraid of, but we're not actually weak, we're brave. And so that's also a thing to remind us of is that confronting our fears and facing our fears and feeling vulnerable to our fears is actually really, really brave. And so I want you to get clear on your why and then to take that next step that you're afraid of. And just to remember that, um, ready isn't, may not be something that you'll ever, ever feel and that you are ready now as you'll ever be. And that just to think about how proud you'll, how proud you'll feel on the other side of facing your fear. And that is all I have for you on that topic. So start before you're ready, do something that scares you. And before we wrap up this episode, I do have an exciting announcement for you. I am now offering one-on-one coaching in three-month containers, and we will either meet weekly or bi-weekly, depending on what your schedule is, and we'll tailor it to what you need. This is really for the woman who has a big vision for life and herself and who she wants to be, who may feel just a little bit stuck or a little uncertain of what's next and needs just some accountability and some help creating structure 
and finding clarity, freedom, and um, just assistance in identifying limiting beliefs and overcoming them, picking more empowering beliefs, uh, rewiring these new beliefs, and just taking the steps necessary to become this next version of yourself. I can help you to do all of that. We'll be your biggest cheerleader and we'll just be there to support you along the way of going after this big version of yourself and this big vision. So if you have any interest in learning more about coaching with me, please message me on Instagram at what's up. It's Megs um, with the word coaching or just introduce yourself and tell me you're interested in coaching. I will put my Instagram handle in the bio below and I hope to hear from you. And if you like this episode or have any comments or just loved it and wanted to chat, please message me on Instagram as well. I'd love to hear from you. Um, Anyway, I hope you have a great week and talk to you later.